0: at gatewaymen.com. Get all the info and register online at gatewaymen.com or call 1-800-49-PURITY. Hi, my name
1: is Jonathan, and I'm the founder of the Gateway to Freedom Workshop. I want to invite you to join us at our next workshop coming up December 7th through the 9th in Texas in the peaceful Rolling Hill Country. So call us today at 1-800-49-PURITY. That's 1-800-497-8748 or visit gatewaymen.com. Good day, radio listeners. Welcome to this edition of the Pure Sex Radio Broadcast. We are glad that you've decided to join us. My name is Jonathan, and I'm here with my buddy Stephen Cervantes. So how are you, my friend? I
0: am blessed today. Thank you for asking. I hope you're blessed, too. I always
1: feel like, you know, we kind of have the same intro every single time, and I always feel like there should be, you know, we
0: should tell a joke or something, or there should yeah. be some kind of, but I'm like, you know, we've got to spice I it like up somehow. being blessed and being reminded, and it's like... When we when I say blessed, I think heaven opens up to blessings and oh, yeah. something happens here that it's like, oh, it's powerful. I mean, we have this wonderful opportunity. Think about this. You ever think when you were a boy, you were going to be talking to thousands of people? They're going to listen to you talk?
1: Not only did I not think that, but certainly not about what we talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so, but there is, a, it, I, I agree with you, there's a blessing in being able to yeah. share Share this uh, ministry, so uh, listeners. Before we get started, I want to let you know that the final uh, Gateway to Freedom workshop of 2018 is coming up next weekend. So in Texas, so men, if you're out there and if you have not come to a Gateway to Freedom workshop, I highly recommend coming. It's a great catalyst for really being uh, moving forward in a life of sexual integrity, and so you can get more information about that three day weekend. Uh, it's coming up December 7th through the 9th in Texas. And you can go to gatewaymen.com and learn about that and register. There's limited space available, so make sure you register uh, today. So, Stephen, I'm gonna pass this off to you. I'm kind of excited about what we're gonna what we're gonna talk
0: about today. Well, I have to start with a confession. Okay. I have been weak in this area. And it is a wife's response to finding out about her husband's porn use Mm -hmm. or affair, acting out behavior. I focus a lot on the men. I know you do too. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we have to speak for the wives too on this program. And I went to a training, and I thought it was just betrayal that a woman deals with. But then this speaker said, "said two words instead of just one. She said betrayal trauma. Mm. The bet- the betrayal trauma of finding out about your husband's unfaithfulness. Now I get trauma, but I had never put betrayal and trauma together. Mm-hmm. And and I know it was painful. I know she was sad, but I think that has really sort of." Um, struck me and awoken me and spanked me into paying attention, like, hey, you you don't understand how painful this is, to a faithful wife who's lived committed, who's been faithful, who's been trusting God, and then she has this shocking discovery.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I I remember when my wife went through this, and, you know, she talks about how even just to wake up in the morning was actually a surprise to her, because her soul mm. felt so uh, crushed. She just almost felt like I I should just die in my sleep. I mean, it was just so overwhelming and crushing to her that for even the sun to rise up to her was wow. a surprise. And how could you know? It's like, it's like how can life go on yeah. carrying this pain? Because
0: I've been destroyed. Yeah. Right. The relationship's destroyed. My dreams are destroyed. Mm -hmm. I mean, that sort of sounds like trauma. Absolutely, yeah. It's just like you're, well, let me go with a few of these lines here. Because this woman said, the health of my marriage has been crippled. It's lamed. It will never function the same Mm -hmm. based on learning about this behavior. And I have given him the best years of my life. Mm-hmm. So i want to make a couple of comments and you tell me how they strike you. And Because we want to be thinking about and hearing the pain. And we hope the men listening can understand um, that a wife has dreams and hopes and vision and needs safety and protection. And now we're crippled. In our youth, the best, some of the best years. This is her thinking. Okay, this may not be God's view, but this is a pain—a pain, woman in pain, thinking the best years. Mm-hmm. And I am totally shocked.
1: Yeah, you know, there is a—I think there's a numbness that comes from this. You know, we've—I've—I've I've heard from wives before that talk about how even though they had a sense that something wasn't right in their marriage, right? Because right. I think women do have this ability to just be able to kind of tap into things on a level that don't require words or quote-unquote evidence, but just have an idea that something's not right. Then when the truth is revealed, it's as if there's still a, a, a shockwave, a, a sense of, I, I can't believe it, you know? So on the one hand, she's like, oh, I know, I knew something was wrong. Yeah, you know? But it doesn't fully carry the same impact of the weight of the pain when the specifics of what's been going on are revealed, right? I mean, it's yeah. like that's the shock.
0: There's still well, and it's disorienting because what you thought was true is not true. Mm-hmm. It shocks the system into functioning. How am I going to go? Whatever worked yesterday, how can I do it today and make and make believe it works? Yeah, you know. It my whole system has to be revamped because I thought I was safe. I'm not. I thought I was secure. I'm not. I thought you were 100% committed, and now I, you're filling your head with other females, not me. What, what is going on here? Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to keep reading here. Um, one wife said, I have lived a good life, and he's been living a secret, destructive
1: life. see this is one of the things that I think gets exposed to when when the truth is revealed about a husband's sexual sin is you know we we talk often about some of the fundamental differences of the ways that men operate in terms of being maybe more compartmentalized and women being more kind of integrated in their thinking and how they how they feel and so uh when a guy is engaged in porn or other things, in his mind, there can be this sense of he can still function because he kind of puts that into a compartment, right? Mm. Almost even sort of tells himself, that's not who I really am. I just kind of do that and blah, 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 fill fill in the blank with whatever the excuses and rationalization is. But he can live in some ways sort of detached from that aspect of his being and his behavior. That's not how most women work, right?
0: Yeah and I think that's what this statement And that's what this says, statement is says. saying is she's I going have lived I'm, good and honest faithful and true.
1: Well and I think what's in that statement is uh because listen nobody's perfect right. but what I think she's saying is I don't have a secret compartment somewhere. Yeah. And so for her even in all of her brokenness or whatever else she's able to say I've been out here I've been struggling with in the open, you,
0: complaining, yeah, so,
1: showing you so brokenness. Her, so her idea of being with her husband is all of her is with him. Yeah, and now she's finding out that this part of him, yeah, has not been with her. And so, so
0: it's like this secret growing, right? It's not just secret; it's a secret growing destructive life mm. that's damaging you that has damaged our marriage, it's damaged me, it's damaged our family, and yet you thought growing this secret life was gonna go somewhere good or end well? That makes no sense at all, Mm -hmm. right? Now we're back to shock. Explain to me how you're getting worse has a good ending, please. Right. It's a secret, and you're getting worse, and I'm not in the picture, now tell me how this goes well. What, what, in a, what were you thinking? Right? Yeah obviously, you will use your model. He's yeah. in the compartment. Yeah. He's not thinking, right?: Exactly. So she gets angry, she has pain, she vents off her hurt and betrayal. betrayed, not chosen, not the one. right? It's a trick. I look like I'm here with you. I'm only half here with you. I'm really half somewhere else with someone else. You're betrayed.
1: So I think it's important at this point to make sure that the wives out there, the women who are listening, understand that finding out this kind of information uh, is going to evoke all kinds of emotions in you. And I just want to say that every single one of those emotions, whatever they are, are normal. Because I think it can be so overwhelming, and especially for, for Christian women who may also have all these truths in their mind about forgiveness and all this, all this other kind of stuff. Um, it can feel so—it uh, can just sort of suck the power out of her. It can make her feel uh, empty and almost feel as if all these emotions are wrong right? Because she might be trying to take all of her own own emotions, because she might be trying to take all of her spirituality and all of her Bible knowledge and all this kind of stuff, and it feels so contradictory to feel all these emotions. I just want to say, take a breath. Every single emotion that you're feeling is normal. At the same time, all of those emotions will at some point have to be dealt with,
0: right? Yes, yes. But
1: don't feel the sense of today when the news comes out i must
0: sort all these emotions out right away Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it's interesting because she'll go between logic and emotions Mm -hmm. anger and thought and here's the thought hey i live by this rule do unto others that's my rule that's what i live by doesn't he live by that same rule yeah the golden rule right right Right, right. Well, wasn't I thought you had the golden rule, and I had the golden rule. And I thought that was going to be part of how we take care of each other. But you've been growing a secret, destructive life. And now I'm the one who mm-hmm. gets shorted. I'm the one left doing good while you're out there playing in bad land. Yeah, and was that even in your thoughts? Yeah. How do how do you come home to me and talk to me and act like you love me and hug me, kiss me, say you love me, and then go play out there in less land? So let me. Where just, am I? So
1: let me just uh, share with you f- to for the guys for a minute. Um, there will ne- there has never been, nor will there ever be, an adequate answer to that question. <laughs> So don't think that there's some way that you could answer that question that would satisfy your wife. So the reason I'm saying this, Stephen, is because I think it's important for the husbands out there to realize that these kinds of questions that are coming at them are about a wife being able to get her pain out on the table, for a wife being able to expose where she is feeling her hurt. If a guy thinks that he could adequately answer this question of, you know, where was I in your thoughts? Where... And he, he can say anything he wants, and let me just tell you, it will not end well. You know, he could mm-hmm. say... He could try to explain the whole compartmentalization thing. That doesn't do any good. Right. He could try to talk about, you know, well, of course I love you, but I've got this right. That won't work. It's like, you know, in some ways. You better have better. some hope at the end of the show. Don't worry. We will. Okay. We good. Will. You better have some hope. But I just want so. you to know that we're in the process now where the explosion is occurring. Yeah. And it's almost like you've got to get through the explosion and allow the dust to settle before you can start to look at rebuilding whatever. So my is.
0: anger is up. I'm her. And I want to act out, too. Mm -hmm. You are stupid. I was the good one. You got to go do all this stuff and play and cross the boundaries. And I want want my time. Why can't I be stupid like you're stupid? I want revenge. I want equal time. Mm -hmm. But then she says, in the end, I still end up in the same place. I'm still the cheated one. And I'm either gonna be cheated and in pain, or I'm gonna be cheated and go be stupid too. Yeah. Either way, I'm still cheated.
1: Yeah, and I you know, these are again, all the emotions that you feel when you are facing betrayal are normal. And so it's uh and I would I would say you almost have to go through this stage of hurt and angry and lashing out and Numbness. All, you know, I don't think these are, because really, that's part of uh, grieving in betrayal. Is you have to feel these emotions, and so it makes sense that then you want to almost retaliate. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like the conclusion that this wife comes to is realizing, okay, if I tra- if I trace that train of thought to its end, it doesn't actually change anything that's happened to me. Right. It may give me a momentary sense of thrill or revenge or whatever. But in some in some ways, it's like, well, now you're adding on a whole new problem to what will never erase yeah. what has happened to you.
0: Yeah. So she says, my security is cold dead. I cannot trust you. I have to take care of me. And I mm-hmm. thought we were going to be a team and bonded and one. I have a deep hole inside me. I was so unaware. Who are you? Mm -hmm. Who are you? If you're capable of that, who are you? Yeah, good. You play him. What do you want to say? Are you? Oh play, no! I'm telling you, there's no good answers to that. Are <laughs> <laughs> you play coach? Listen, and, uh, hey, Stephen, I've already
1: gone through this. I don't want to go through this again. Are you kidding? Uh, uh, anyway, uh, I just
0: thought you might have some good insight because even though we're laughing, this is painful. No, 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 you no. Know, yeah, we're, not, we're cutting up, but but we're we 're trying to truly represent the pain here. yeah please we 're not trying
1: to disrespect a person 's situation at no. all i I have lived through this, and the reason i 'm saying about there's no good answer to that is because I have lived that no. I tried to supply answer and listen it doesn 't go well so i the the reason i 'm saying that is because I think it is it is critically important for husbands in these situations and we 're talking about the wife, and we 're going to get to kind of the, maybe some healing for her. But it's also critical for the husband in this situation to adopt two very important characteristics during this time. One is humility. If you try to defend anything about yourself, even what might be good things or bad, it it will not go well. So humility is absolutely important. The other thing, and this is the way that a man needs to respond in this situation, is empathy. Yes, all the fire and the arrows and the cannons mm. are pointed at yes. you, but keep in mind that that's her pain.
0: Yes, and so
1: the thing is, is rather than trying to either defend yourself or take, you know, be try to be pitiful and and you know twist it and make make yourself a victim or whatever. No, no. What you need to do is you need to have eyes that can see the pain that has been caused in her, and will that produce in you what the Bible calls a godly sorrow that creates repentance? Or will you get hard in your heart, and will you just fire back, and will you be defensive? Instead, what you need to be, men, is you need to be broken. You need to be thoroughly shattered by your sin and see the effect of that sin in your wife and let it crush you into somebody that can then be remolded and reshaped by God. Mm. So I think that's the way, that's the only proper way for a man to respond, I think, in this situation.
0: That's good. So we're we're talking about betrayal trauma, and I've got three more comments here um, to try to illustrate how painful this is. So one wife said, I live with a sex addict. I am trapped in that. I had to pay for his addiction came out of our money. Now I have to pay for his treatment and my foundation has been destroyed. I have to reestablish a new foundation and it can't be one where I count on him. He's not my solid rock. Mm -hmm.
1: Now there's things in here that I think are actually very, very good that my wife has taught me and many over the years and that is that she Through this process, she actually came to the realization that she had made her marriage an idol. She made our marriage an idol, Mm. meaning that she was looking to me for things that actually only God can supply in terms of that security Mm. and that foundation and that faithfulness. And so, this was a process of her to have a new foundation built where she says, You know what? The goal in life is not a great marriage. Now, she wasn't saying that a great marriage isn't good, but she was saying, I had made a great marriage like the end all. So she was making Jonathan, she was making our marriage like where she was finding her security and her hope. Interesting. And so when all this blew up, uh, obviously there's the pain of betrayal and we're not ignoring that. But she was able to use that time of healing in her life to realize that there's only one true love in her life. There's only one who is a faithful husband to her mm, for all eternity, good. and so what she was saying is her paradigm shifted where she realized the real goal in life is to glorify God, and a good marriage is just a bonus if that if that happens to happen. ooh, that is good so now I'm saying that in a few sentences that took years for my wife yeah. to fully embrace and live out. So I don't want to make it sound like, oh, flip a switch and make glorifying God your whole goal in mm-hmm. life. And, no, but, but I'm that, just saying that, that that's is a so really— so
0: hopeful to say, do I have to live with this brokenness? This is it. I've got to pick up these pieces and forge them together somehow. No, I can still be a good woman, and I can glorify my God, and all the good I did is still on my account, and my mission hasn't changed. Right. He broke down. I didn't break down. I just, I go, wow, this is a bigger mess than I thought, and you're a bigger mess than I thought, and I got a bigger project than I thought. But I have the same mission, to Mm -hmm. be faithful, to glorify God, to be God-honoring, to rest in Him, to trust in Him. Because listen to this comment. And just real
1: quickly, and it was hopeful for her because God is also her comforter. So even through the process of all the crying and the tears and the, I can't believe the sun has come up again, that wasn't the time when God was moving her toward this idea of, you made your marriage an idol. No, no, no. The beginning stages was, I'm going to whisper comfort and peace and I'll hope into you your me. life. And later he started saying, let's take a look at what you had done in your marriage. In not, not what she had done. I mean, my behavior was my behavior. I'm not saying right. that. But what she had made the marriage in terms of an idol, and then the paradigm shifted. So I want to say good. it was a process. It was a That's process excellent. for her.
0: Excellent. So, And I don't want to cut you off at the end. I want you to say any of that that's helpful because I think that's speaking to wives right now very powerfully. We're also trying to use these comments to help men hear the pain of wives. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to offer some comfort to normalize, if you will, what's going on with you. And what I, I love what Jonathan's doing here, giving you a big paradigm that his wife came up with. So wife number two says, I've been trying to make this marriage work for 20 years. Uh, And he's been building a secret life with all the extra energy and effort and time and money. Um, So from now on, I can never truly rely on him again. This is a big family problem. I can't put myself 100% under him. He did not protect me. Mm -hmm. And that's why I wanted to say that because that's a version of this other comment and your, mm-hmm. wife, your wife's program that she's putting in place to help herself, it speaks to this woman, who, are, who is going to be your protector. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing. So this is the other
1: difficult part that a wife has to go through. See, my wife, she wrestled with God over this mm. because of this very aspect of protection. Because she said, God— You could have prevented this pain in my life. Why didn't you? And here's the thing. I can't say Mm. that my wife got a specific answer from God on that. He just had to take her through a process of learning to keep trusting him, even in her pain. It's kind of like Job, right? Job wanted an answer for his right, pain, right, and God never specifically answered his question, <laughs> mm. but he did reveal himself to him. Yes. And I think that's part of, part of the journey of a wife dealing with betrayal also is realizing God can handle all of your emotions. God can handle your wrestlings. God can handle your questions. But don't think that that means God will or must specifically answer specific questions. Oh. But he's still trustworthy, and that's mm-hmm. what something my wife had to learn. And that's that's how the paradigm began to shift for her, was when she realized, and she looked back over her life, and she said, okay, even though this pain has come into my life, and I believe God is sovereign, I believe He can, he's all-powerful, and I believe he can do whatever he wants, and he could have prevented this, I've seen enough in my history with my God that I can know that even though I'm in terrible pain right now, He's still a good father. Yes. He's a good husband to me. Mm. He's shown faithfulness. He's shown he's even with me now.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: slowly, kind
0: of that trust was restored. Has your wife ever done any writing? Like this would be a great little mom package of her little journey. You know, ten points or ten steps. Because I don't know. I just think that would be powerful. So the last. She's a kindergarten teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I fight daily with memories, Mm. this wife says, you know, bits and pieces and thoughts and were you and did you and at this time and what were you doing? Were you with me or were you not with me? Uh, he doesn't, he still does not understand how badly he hurt me. Mm. He doesn't understand how it struck me to my core. But the good news is that he has forced me to rely more on my God. Mm And so daily, I strengthen myself by staying in the presence of God.
1: And I would just say to the wives out there, let this wife's words encourage you. That even though, hey, sometimes, sometimes the guys never get it. Sometimes the guys just go, "Hey, I'm doing the work now. I'm in recovery." They don't get the level of pain yes. that that has caused.
0: And And they say, why do you want to talk about it? Why do you have to go out there? Stop talking. Just look forward. Look forward. Yeah. Duh.
1: And that's so the words of this wife where she's seeing a silver lining on this very dark cloud, which is this has actually pushed me more into Mm. my relationship with God because I I have to depend more and I have to trust more on my God. And there is – It's never a wrong move to move closer to God, even if the circumstances were terrible and horrible. Mm. So what I want to leave the wives with is, you know, we have a wives' care ministry here at at Be Broken. And, uh, you know, as we end out the year in January, we've got two uh, of our online wives' care groups that are starting up. And these are six-week groups that really help wives With exactly what we're talking about here. How do you unpack this betrayal? How do you begin to build a new foundation? How do you just navigate all of those emotions and all of the fear and anger and doubts and and questions? And so we've got a great team uh, that facilitates these wives care groups. They are trained. They are also women who have been through this themselves. So they are not speaking just from an academic perspective. They actually Know these emotions personally. Mm. And so if you'd like to learn more about the ways that you can uh, plug into these care groups, uh, go to wivescare.com and click on the care groups link. And uh, do it quickly because we have limited number of spots available for these care groups because we want to give very uh, high levels of attention to all the ladies that are part of these groups Uh, In fact, there's a maximum of eight women per group, so you really need to to plug in quickly. But go to wivescare.com, and you can get that information there. And again, we're grateful, listeners, that you're with us, and we look forward to having you back here again next time on the Pure Sex Radio broadcast. Take care. Thank you. Pure Sex Radio is paid for by Be Broken Ministries. Visit us online at puresexradio.com.